0: guys and welcome to cup of tea and talks with g a place where the natural and random conversation amongst friends family and peers flow over a cuppa relaxed funny and easy going conversations where nothing is off limits and tangents are encouraged think of the chatty fun and open conversations you have around a table when catching up with someone and you think oh my god imagine if somebody overheard what we're talking about the conversation's gone down the most random and funny tangents. Well, that's what this podcast will be. I'll be speaking to different people from different walks of life with different experiences in each episode. So thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of Cup of Tea and Talks with G. I hope you're all feeling good. I hope you had an amazing weekend um, and that wherever you were, the sun was shining Um, fingers crossed this is a sign of what is to come. Um, We had an amazing Easter bank holiday weekend and we had some really really lovely um, sunny warm days so fingers crossed this will continue over the next few months. In this week's episode I'm speaking with Kelly McArdle. Kelly is a singer songwriter slash musician from Drodda. And I actually know Kelly since she's literally a teeny tiny, like toddler. So I had so much fun um, speaking with Kelly, um, all about her music career um, and what she's been up to lately. We get into sort of how Kelly started as a musician um, and into songwriting. We also look at sort of the power of music and the way it can sort of evoke our emotions and obviously bring in some sense of nostalgia and memories Um, And then we also chat about Kelly's recent debut single being released um, and the fact that she's also at the same time fundraising for the rape crisis centres in the North East and Dublin. Um, They were charities who really helped Kelly out at a time when she really needed it. Um, So the fact that she's combined her single being released with Raising much needed funds and I'm sure much appreciated funds um, for such an amazing charity um, was just, I just thought it was just so inspiring and such an amazing thing to do with her platform and with her talent. And just on that, um, just a little note to say that in this episode, we do touch on some topics and aspects that might be sort of potentially upsetting to some people. Um, we just sort of briefly mentioned about assault and anxiety and sort of similar topics that um yeah like I said they may be sort of upsetting to certain people so just so that you're aware of that before you start listening um, and then finally before we get started just to let you know I've put all the links for how you can find Kelly and support her and sort of see what's next for her on her journey all in the show notes but I've also put the link for the GoFundMe that she set up um, and this is where she's raising the funds for the rape crisis centres so if anyone would like to support her. Um, And donate or get involved or share or or anything like that and for this amazing cause and these amazing charities that Kelly's supporting I know it'd be much appreciated by Kelly and by the charities and so I'm gonna stop talking now and let's get straight into the episode but just thank you again Kelly for your time and just for opening up and just sharing um, your experiences and um, your journey so far with everyone so really really hope you enjoy this episode so here it goes okay so i'm here with kelly hey kelly hello how are you good how are you good so i've obviously introed kelly in the in the intro obviously um but long story short i've probably known kelly Pretty much her whole life, and then obviously, majority of my life. And um, so, me and Kelly, does five years age difference. Kelly's five years younger than me. And um, but we're literally both born on the 6th of July. So, exactly five years in the difference is the age difference. But, Kelly, when like when did you for so me and Kelly know each other through dancing? And um, obviously, at home, I danced and taught with um, Extreme Studios Simpson Stage Girl, and Kelly obviously was there because she is. Simpson in the family. So she is family and also taught and performed. And as far back as I can remember, I started with Mary's when I was like seven, so 97. As far back as I can remember, Kelly was there. So, like, probably when you were like one or two. I think
1: I was the year after yeah like literally I was my first show yeah i think was my first show
0: and she was just <laughs> this little tiny thing in her white white pumps white socks red skirt and the most amazing curly hair like i'll never forget i had to, to actually dig up... <laughs> i had to dig up a photo of that the other day oh my god you need to send it to me because i'm gonna when i post this podcast i'm gonna post this as well yeah or not <laughs> I i'll find i'll dig it up myself um so yeah, like I say, I know Kelly pretty much my whole life. We've danced together and we've worked together. And um, Kelly's always been like into creative creativity, songwriting, music. And I just thought, who better to speak to about music than Kelly? And um, so, do you want to give? Obviously, I know Kelly from. So obviously, where I've moved away, we've probably haven't like spent loads of time with each other. We've messaged and stuff, and thankfully kept in touch when I moved. But do you want to give, I suppose, the adult version of Kelly, who's not the little girl in <laughs> the white pumps and the curly hair? What's who's Kelly Mcardle now, and and what and um, what's happening with you at the moment?
1: Um, well, I have been doing an awful lot of songwriting, and um, let's go back a couple of years. So, uh, since being on The Voice. Yeah. In 2015. Yeah. So I was 19, going on the voice. Um I kind of got a lot of exposure in the music industry uh, in Ireland and I ended up um kind of taking on the gigging scene as like a self-employed musician and went
0: at it that way. But you'd been singing a bit before that, hadn't you? Because I just I just have these amazing memories of Definitely before 2015, so I'm thinking 2012, 2013, of going to McPhail's which anyone doesn't know, it's really, it's a local pub, it's no longer open, and um, but a really amazing local pub in Drada. and they would do weekly open mic nights, and then they'd also do like different live gigs. They had a, a stage section in the back, and um, and I just remember going down and watching you then. So you must have been a lot long- younger then. Cause that was, if you were 19, yeah, well, 20, if you're 15, going back, if you're yeah. going back to, yeah, let's like, go back start. to the start. When did you start <laughs> singing, songwriting and being a musician? Let's go with that. I would have got
1: my first guitar when I was 14 right? and uh, started writing and learning music and stuff like that. Like it was just something that I picked up and I was able to do. Mm. And I remember my mom going, wait, you just got that guitar earlier this morning. How how can you play like four songs already? It's like, I don't know. Did you just teach yourself? Yeah, I don't know. Like some people are like, oh, how how can you do that kind of a thing? But I don't know. It was just something that, kind of clicked with me you know when mm. something just clicks with you and you're just yeah. able to do it like I couldn't sit in an office all day and be on no. a computer and stuff you know like yeah it's just your your outlet is like
0: the the musical side and like say picking up the instruments and stuff like that whereas like yeah. say I could look at a guitar for probably about three years and still not know which chord was what and I studied <laughs> music in school and I'm still none the wiser as far as it comes to music yeah like I wouldn't be great at reading music
1: because I know I would have done that in school and all yeah. but like I'd have the basics as such but um I recently started teaching myself the keyboard. No way. Yeah. And from learning, like from learning music in school, it kind of gave me the,
0: okay, this is what this sounds like. This is what this is. You know what I mean? Like I had a little bit of that. So, uh, so you got the guitar at 14 and then, was that what started the songwriting? Because obviously it's so hard, isn't it? Because like I say, we've danced together and we performed together. And before I suppose the dance and that was like, um before it was Extreme Style Studios and the hip hop side of it, it was very much performing shows like yeah. twice a year and stuff like that. And you would have always sang. So obviously yeah. singing was something you always did. But I suppose when when did you start to evolve it into actually I'm a, a singer songwriter because that's a completely different medium. Yeah, and-
1: so that was... That was mainly when I, when I turned 14, got the guitar and within the year, I think I was out in McPhail's, like you said, mm. at the open mic and wow. um, I kind of did open mics a lot then. And I can't remember when my first gig was. I think I was about 18, but I didn't do many. Yeah. I didn't do many gigs. Um, I, I was probably younger. I was probably 16 or 17, but I didn't do many gigs, but I was kind of getting out there in the draw to yeah. things. Yeah. And, what I meant by um after the voice and stuff it mm. was that I branched out. Like I've been more or less anywhere you can think of in the country. I haven't been really far west, but uh, anywhere from like Tipperary up to wow. Antrim or yeah. down or whatever, you know, and across to like monitoring and stuff. So I've been gigging like probably five years, like proper professionally. Yeah. And um, like I think last year, just before the lockdown, I had a gig in the Garda College.
0: No way. For yeah.
1: for, for them, uh, they were doing like a big charity event and uh, they asked me to go and do it. So it was like I was there going, hey, can I get the Garda escort home there? Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah, like I feel included. like I'm in good company here. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And how yeah. would you... So- we will get into more of the music side, but I'm just fascinated by the behind the scenes of everything and anything. Like, show me yeah. behind the scenes of like a cardboard box making factory and I'm going to find interest. And I just love stuff <laughs> like that. How would you have found stuff? Like, how would you have gotten that gig? Like, hey, you know, obviously, so you were on the voice in um, 2015, as I said, 2015. And that's, so we've got the UK voice and Kelly Kelly was in the Irish voice, which it was only in its first or second year. It was really big at the time. I remember like, I remember I was here. So I was living in the UK and I remember seeing it. And I remember like, I couldn't watch it. I had to like, you know, get like the VPN address to like override because it was like on RTE. And I was like, I can't watch it live. So (laughs) I had to like find it on YouTube and stuff like that and try and trick the system. And but it was huge at the time. Like it was like the second or third year in the Irish one, was it? It was one of the first ones anyway, yeah. Yeah. So obviously when you were on that, I suppose similar <laughs> to like X Factor, stuff like that over here, that's I suppose you, then you got to branch out of Drada. Drada's big, yeah. but it's not that big. And then obviously all these eyes in the whole country is then looking at you. Um And what an amazing like your your mentor was Una Healy from the Saturdays like yeah you had all these amazing sort of connections I suppose it made sense to write like let's go with this now so is that what sort of what I can't think propelled was that what propelled you sort of with getting connections and you know what I mean like how how would you have found these jobs and these gigs and all these different places do you think it was true that Um, through word of mouth I don't
1: think it was true that I think the being on The Voice actually gave me a bit of exposure that I was able to say I was on The Voice, can I have a gig here? You put know it I mean? on the, yeah, put it on your,
0: yeah. um, your portfolio, oh, like. Did.
1: Yeah, my resume. Mm. <laughs> but um, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that alone that kind of did that because when I was on The Voice, I was a little unlucky in the sense that I didn't prepare myself for like, kind of criticism as well mm. you know and because I was battling um in the battle round I was battling Glenn Hansard's niece
0: right um, okay
1: so I was kind of battling a losing battle anyway yeah uh, but because I won I got a lot of hate for it I so know because I remember like,
0: being on Facebook and literally responding back to all these people the yeah <laughs> that was probably one of my first I suppose and not like we're friends, obviously, but like that was one of my first closest experiences of seeing somebody I actually knew being trolled. And the yeah. trolling wasn't even a thing then. Obviously, people did it, but no one was talking about it. Nobody yeah. was saying, Don't do that. Nobody was saying that's yeah. not nice. And I was like, This is a 19-year-old girl. And like I say, it was people obviously does. And the girl
1: that the I was battling, I think she was in her mid-20s as well. Like, you know, it wasn't yeah. as if she was the same age as me
0: and it yeah. was kind of like a
1: bitchy thing or anything. It was No,
0: but that's the thing. It's like you you did what everyone else did. You turned up, you auditioned, you got true. Then you yeah. obviously get true to the the judges' picks. Then you battle and then you get true. You didn't do anything other than try your best and then you left it up to the judges. So like, yeah, it was these people like, she shouldn't have gotten true because they were obviously for the other girl. And it was like, well, yeah. she just like, she didn't make anyone well, make she her. Had she had loads of- so like you say, you, you were able to build up your connections. You're able to sort of use that to your advantage, which you should. Um, And then would you say from there, it just sort of, snowballed I suppose you just started to make your own no connection. it didn't
1: really snowball from there because I kind of um I kind of took a step back uh, after the voice I had a couple of months of gigs and then I kind of pulled back and mm. I started working in the dancing end of things and stuff yeah. like that for a little while and uh then I went no hang on because because I kind of fell out of love with music then after that because you know when something knocks your confidence you kind of yeah. go mm, I don't know if I want to keep doing that or whatever yeah of course well um Maybe a year or so later, I um I went, Nah, no, do you know what? That's what I want to do. And I started from scratch and I got my business cards done up. And yeah. I went around to every place that would was possible How, to yeah. get a gig in. And once you got in one place, like saying the likes of the dark, yeah. once I got in one place, I was everywhere all yeah. of a sudden. And I was getting messages from places like up the north and everything from
0: being in Dundalk
1: yeah. and it was like yeah right okay yeah like Ireland's still small isn't me, it yeah. you've got your connections yeah.
0: like if like say somebody could be in Dundalk and then the next night they're up in Belfast and it's just yeah. like the connections are everywhere even though it's three or four hours away to Tipperary yeah there could have been somebody that was in Dundalk that night and just just so happened to see you and, and then the word spreads and stuff
1: yeah exactly. it's really nice as
0: well because you think Obviously, you had to put the groundwork in, and you obviously went out initially. But then, when it starts to then f- flip on it, and then people are coming to you instead of you going to them, yeah. I suppose that's a that's a nice confidence boost as well because you're like actually, it's not just me asking them; they're also they also want me. So it like goes yeah. hand in hand, and I suppose that confidence. Yeah, but helps you kind of have confidence. to start off
1: being ask asking them and yeah. asking for places and stuff like that. But like it takes a lot of balls. It wasn't yeah. even. Yeah. I like, I worked my ass off. I wasn't handed anything, you know. And no, of course now not. That I I went and did all the like live shows continuously, and like I I could be home at like three in the morning, and you're still wired because you're mm, you were gigging. Wasn't like, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, and mightn't be asleep till like five and then you're back up at nine or ten for work and yeah. get ready and it's like mm, okay yeah yeah you know it kind it of is did a take lot a bit of a turn then yeah so of
0: course and was like,
1: I, at one stage i had like three jobs
0: <laughs> oh my god yeah of course yeah yeah and like you say they're like, all different you've got like your night job like uh like yeah. shop assistant or dance teacher during the day singer by night like literally yeah. completely polar opposites of like you say obviously creativity yeah. with the dancing and with the singing but completely different situations altogether takes take so much different energies like I think yeah. that's the main thing as well with creativity like although especially with your songwriting and stuff I can imagine like it's so tiring and so draining on your energy just to even do it like just to prepare for it and then you have to go out and perform it and then you have to drive yourself yeah. there and then you have to chat afterwards and you have to make sure that like that's that's a lot to ask and like you're still young now but you were even younger then, and I can't imagine yeah. like how much that like in the last of couple
1: of years though I was kind of doing a lot of covers because a lot of places would be like, oh, can you do certain songs like this, mm. this, this, and this? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna throw a couple of my own songs in. And some place be like, yeah, deadly, no bother. Another place would be like, well, that's not this kind of place is for. Mm. And you're kind of going, right, okay, but like, yeah, I want to be able. The whole point in this is yeah, so uh. Like lockdown last year came as a like pleasant surprise for me because I was able to write again. Yeah, because yeah. I had proper writers back for good to three years there. Yeah. And Yeah, uh, of course,
0: because when do you ever have time to just stop and just exactly stuff exactly. in? And yeah, yeah, like unless you're going to write about gigging, because I can imagine like that was your free <laughs> time was driving to a gig and driving home and then the rest of the time yeah. you're doing stuff. And like, even when you're
1: driving to a gig, you're like, right, okay, I'm doing this song, yeah. right,
0: let's practice this. We will get into so... um. More about your career, and I suppose more recently and stuff, but um, th- like I said, when I was speaking to you about this topic, like for me, not a singer, I have sang, but I wouldn't be a singer, but I love music, and yeah, I find I go through like what would you say like fits and starts I'll go weeks without listening to music other than music I need for work. So other than music that like I'm choreographing to or something like that, but not necessarily just letting the music flow. And then something will happen. Like usually when actually I'm in really bad mood or something or like not feeling great. And I'm like, I'm just going to put on music and I'm like, I know it won't work, but I'm just going to put it on. And then all of a sudden it's as if, I don't know, a magic wand, literally it could be any, I've got so many different playlists. Like I've literally done one in the last lockdown called just happy songs. And there's songs <laughs> that I never even had on my thing, but it's like, um, the song from Matilda, like uh, really old sort of like stupid oh, songs. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm like just songs yeah. that if I, if they come on on the radio, I'd start like bopping along to. So they're not even songs that I like to listen to. Um, and i've spoken to a lot of the people recently as well like about the power that music can have and all of that and obviously that's your job that's your livelihood like what What is music? What does music mean to you? Like, what does it actually do for you? Because I can imagine it's similar, like anyone who loves music and sort of loves listening to music and immersing themselves in it will have similar. But from your perspective, what is it to you? Well, Massive like, I've words. got a Sorry. tattoo and it says it. What is it? <laughs> Where
1: words fail, music speaks. So <laughs> there we go. That I'm writing
0: that down. That's going to be the title. Where words fail, music speaks. That's going to be that the title of this podca- podcast. Yeah.
1: And uh, I think that says it all because... Yeah like even the tattoo isn't great like the words proper fail on it like can you see that
0: <laughs> yeah oh don't my first tattoo is the same I forget it's I have it sometimes. but like but
1: it's the a, sentiment it's... is still there do you know what yeah. I mean because the word definitely failed but music speaks and I think particularly with my songwriting like I always used it for offloading mm. so when I was a teenager my parents split up how I yeah. got through that was offloading my feelings and emotions and thoughts and everything into paper onto words turned it into music made a song out of it and it's like a healing kind of thing Mm. you know what I mean it was isn't it so
0: weird how you can use such like upsetting and like traumatic experiences but then make something so beautiful because you saying about that obviously I know I remember some songs that you wrote around then and these were songs that if you didn't listen to the lyrics, you know, sometimes you listen to a song and you're just like, oh, that just, just sounds beautiful. Music. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. it's a beautiful song. And then you might maybe Google the lyrics or you might actually hone in and you're like, whoa, wait, actually like, like similar example, but like say Ed Sheeran's um, The A-Team, like that mm-hmm. song, what that's actually about. It's the most beautiful song. You listen to it. You think, oh, isn't that gorgeous? And then you actually listen to the lyrics and like, oh my God, that's actually about like a girl, like uh, like on um, a prostitute, like, Using having to use drugs to numb herself, and you're like, no, 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 this doesn't match up because this doesn't paint this nice picture, whereas this does. And I just find it like it's just so magical how you can do that with music, and and it's such a talent. Like me and Nate will sit, we love music and stuff, and we'll sit and we'll listen to music, and we were like, how do people do that? Like he finds it mad that I I make up dances.
1: I don't know. Like I look back at some songs I made, uh, I I wrote and stuff. Um, without tooting my own horn or anything like this no that go is, for it toot it away no that is not if you won't I will at all <laughs> but <laughs> but I look back at some songs and go how the fuck did I think of writing yeah. that how, how the hell did that come into my head do you mm-hmm. know what I mean how did I put that into words that way and then I go oh I did that <laughs> yeah and it would be, be be kind of you know I'd
0: be I'd be really proud of it then you know mm. that kind of a way and I suppose when you're yeah in the they're the of ones well, that are writing kind of, it you don't you don't notice it and then you you look back five years or whatever and you're like oh my god like it it hits you more then I suppose because you're not in that you're not in that same headspace as you were then and you're like oh my god like yeah but it can can still take you back to that place as well like you know uh wrote that down you go but I'll 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 go back to that point (laughs) no it can literally take you back to that place as well and
1: and kind of once you're once you're looking back to see how far you've come you know it's a good brings it up yeah yeah it's a good it's
0: a good space to be in and stuff like that like yeah because I literally wrote so for me with music like music is like a time machine and it's only in the last few years I've sort of put this together because right you know say think of a song that you loved when you were younger like you know maybe maybe everyone's got the song Anything that... Britney Spears <laughs> oh, stop, oh literally you're preaching to the choir here Kelly and yeah. um, But think about like, you know, you're when you left school and everyone had that like leaving song and obviously it might be the worst song and usually it's like the cringiest song. But in that moment, that song was yours and your friends and you remember and like Mm. I'll play songs like for Nate or for friends and stuff like that. And I'm like, listen to this song. But to me, it holds so many memories it reminds yeah. me of and to them they're like oh, they're yeah, like yeah it's, it's, it's grand gross, and yeah. i'm like no you're not listening you're not listening to the words and you're not appreciating And they're like no i can appreciate it. it's a nice song and i'm like why does this song not sound so amazing to them and then i'm like oh but they don't have yeah, all like that. you just said
1: there you're leaving and my yeah. head went straight to fun we are young yeah i can see myself in in the at the grades, yeah everybody literally arms around each other
0: singing and it's like
1: you're, You're there. there, like you just yeah. brought
0: me straight to that. Yes, yeah. asking that question. It's like so that's how powerful music is. And I love that. You see, I love the fact that it does that. Like, um, especially like we had it with our wedding, so we specifically like we're really there was a few things that we weren't bothered about, but there was a few things that we were, and one of them was like yeah. the music and the song choices and stuff. And still now, Coldplay "Sky Full of Stars" is what we walked into the. I suppose, the reception room when everyone was about to have the dinner. And still now when that beat drops, I can see them opening the doors and I'm just like lump in my throat and I'm like, switch off, switch (laughs) off. Now, sometimes I'll listen like it will come on like it's now like it wasn't even our wedding song. I didn't walk up the aisle to it. It wasn't our first dance, but it's now become the one that we refer to as our wedding song. And we'll come on, on the radio and I'll like record it and send it to Nate or vice versa. And sometimes I'm literally I can't listen to it because I'm like, I love the memories, but I don't I don't want to listen to them. I don't want to leave it. Yeah, because I'm like, I want to go back. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like and like say other people will hear that song and they won't even notice it. Like, you know what I mean? It will it'll go yeah. over their head. And that's that's fair enough. Like, and I just love that, like you say, it just brings you it even brings you back to like people and stuff. Like there's songs that like I'll literally listen to it and I'm like, that reminds like this is really stupid.
1: Last week.
0: <laughs> what day was it It was last Saturday and obviously at the moment we're recording this the end of February 2021 so we're still very much um, in England and in Ireland we're still very much in lockdown Um, and this lockdown has been hard like I don't know why I think it's because like we started the year like this I'm like oh my god and yeah I know there's light at the end of the tunnel but bloody hell this one has definitely been the hardest so last Saturday like I did a few bits that I had to do and that but I was I felt fine I was in good humour like literally just just fine and Radio 1 was on and they do like this dance, I don't know, dance music, but like old dance songs at like five o'clock or something. Adagio for Strings comes on by Tiesto. So proper like rave dance song. I got emotional. I recorded it and sent it to what? my sister. I know. I literally sent it to my sisters like, why am I getting emotional? And literally Adagio for Strings, if anyone doesn't know it, Google it. But literally the bass drops and my eyes are watering and I'm messaging my sisters and I'm like, when are we going to get to dance to this song again? Because all I can see uh-huh. is us. I can see Emma and I can see Kiva and Rebecca. And the last night we would have had out say just as us sisters um, was probably nearly three years ago. Well, the one that I can remember most was probably about three years ago. And I'm like, oh, like, when is this going to happen again? And literally, like I say, a dance song. But still, it wasn't the music and it wasn't the, the energy that the song gives me. Because that song, like, if I put it that on... It was the memory. Like, yeah, literally, it just yeah. memory. And I was like, if someone seen me crying to this song now, they'd be like, <laughs> why is she crying? But it was literally it just brought me back to like so many different memories of it and so sure, then yeah. I went on a rabbit hole and was like looking at old videos and videos then of the wedding where we were dancing to it and then videos of me singing Maniac 2000 into the microphone at the wedding and I was just like, <laughs> I literally was just like I just want to go back to it so it was a mix of lockdown but also like yeah it doesn't matter the song doesn't always have to be soppy to hit you like yeah get you in the feels and stuff um, absolutely
1: yeah definitely
0: I can't even imagine how that's like for you having songs that you've wrote though. Do you know what I mean? Like these are songs that I've heard like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, But like I would have songs that I've, I would have songs that I'd have to sing, like particularly at like a funeral or Mm -hmm. a wedding or something that has such an emotional connection to that I just have to disconnect or mm-hmm. else I'll be crying and being oh, like trying not I you actually have to don't disconnect. know
0: how do that. Like, But like I say, weddings and funerals, like I'm crying. I've said this before. If I turn up, like this is so morbid, so sorry. But anyway, I'm gone with it. <laughs> if I turned up to a funeral of somebody that I didn't even know and just sat in the back row, I'll be bawling. I'll be bra- bawling yeah. as much as anyone else there because it's the emotion and the feeling. And then I just don't understand, like, and it is a talent as well, like, people who turn up and can sing and like you say have to look completely decompartmentalized that side of yeah. it that human side of it between the songs that you're singing and then like you say the emotion that's in the room like yeah it's just but you it's just so to, important you
1: have to your head has to be somewhere else but not that far away that you can you're not connected emotions you know what i mean Bloody hell. yeah like it's, yeah i don't know it's it's just something that you kind of have to do and yeah. there's one song that i wrote from when i was about 15 or 16 that I cannot sing without crying. Really? I cannot. Just cannot. No. Oh. I, I sang it in a I sang it in a a competition probably four or five years ago. And I broke down crying while singing it and I finished the song and like just broke gone. Oh. And uh yeah, I still ended up winning. But no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it so is like
0: what It's It's not not just the song; it's just the lyrics. It's the whole performance of it. Like, it's just it's the whole story that you're telling with that performance. Like, I just think, yeah, it's it is really really magical. Um, what about like so like say we're in lockdown, but I suppose. Me and you started speaking quite a bit last summer, and it was I suppose this podcast had come out, and we'd come out at the first sort of phase of lockdown and stuff. Yeah,
1: I think we were after going growing closer since everything yeah. was locked down, and since we can't see anyone.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> since you, was like, since you like, can't like, see anymore, you've been chatting to more people. I know it's so, and people that like we there was no reason why we couldn't have spoken the way we speak now then because yeah. Instagram was always there and WhatsApp was always there, but yeah, it's weird. I suppose it just heightened. But you, you kind of get
1: this more of a. More of an appreciation for people that you would surround yourself with, or people that you kind of miss or anything like that. So we don't
0: as well. We didn't have the distractions of being around everyone because I suppose when you're out and about and you're at work or you're going through, (laughs) yeah, there's hundreds of people around you. So you're like, oh, there's loads of people. And then when that all gets stripped away, you're like, wait, there's no one around me. So who do I want to talk to? I've got full choice now, and with with technology, thankfully, I pretty much can speak to anyone that I want to, and like. Yeah, as much as there was bad bits of lockdown and stuff, there was some really good bits like that, like building up the connections and sort of reaching out to people. And yeah, like I say, talking to people because you want to, not because they're just there and it's like, oh, well, I have to talk to you because you're here. Yeah. You, I work <laughs> with you or whatever, you know, like it's yeah. oh so special. So like, how did you find, like you say, like lockdown was like a blessing for you in a, in a way because it gave you that time to sort of, I suppose, switch off and write and... How, how did that whole thing go for you? Because like I said, there was a lot of people struggling. Did you find sitting and writing your songs, was it, was it therapy? Was it, uh, was it just fun? Yeah, was it, it was, enjoyment?
1: It was real fun. It was like the first song that I sat and write, like I fell out of love with songwriting because it became stale and stagnant mm. and Something the fact you had that to I was do, like... gigging, yeah, the fact that I was gigging all the time and wasn't able to even perform a lot of my songs, I was like, what's the point? yeah and then when I sat de- sat back down I uh, had a little play around on my laptop and wrote that way instead of just with the guitar in my hand or just with the keyboard in front of me yeah and um I was able to like do a proper demo of a song mm. you know and full, like yeah. what way I wanted it to sound like a whole as a whole instead of as an acoustic version yeah and um I was able to bring that into a studios and say this is my demo uh it's not exactly how I wanted to sound I wanted to sound the keys to sound like this and the violins to sound like this and I want the drums to be more powerful and blah, 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 But you had and the full bones like,
0: of it. Like you had the whole yeah, body. I had you the bones. Say, I had yeah. the
1: structure and they were like, oh my God, this is brilliant. We can work with this. Like, we have some people kind of coming in and not even sure of their melody, never mind yeah. anything else. And <laughs> yeah. they're like, we've got something to work with. You literally with. direct so, the whole thing, like... Yeah, and I'm like, no, I don't I don't like that. Let's change that. And they're like, "Yep, yeah, grand, no bother. And it was like... But they I actually that had control over yeah. it. And it was deadly. Like, it was brilliant. Yeah. So I was able to properly record them. So a lot of people have kind of asked me, why is it taking so long for me to release a single? Mm. And I'm like, well... It takes, something just clicks with you. Yeah. And it goes, right, this is the one yeah. that I'm going to release. And maybe maybe I didn't have that before. Maybe I didn't have the right one that I wanted
0: to mm. release as a, yeah. as my first one.
1: That's but, the thing, because
0: it's quite a, like, like you say, it doesn't mean that the songs before now you won't release. So, yeah. We, I'll mention it because obviously, so Kelly, so we're recording this on Friday the 26th of February, like I said, but Kelly, literally Monday just gone, has released her first debut single, and... Um, and um, by the time this podcast goes out, it will be a few weeks, but obviously I'll have shared it and all that. So you'll probably have heard this single, if not, going. And- It'll be in the, the show notes and stuff. So go and follow it. It's on everything Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, anywhere that you get your music, you'll be able to find it. Um but on TikTok. Got- yeah. <laughs> yeah, TikTok. Yeah, make a TikTok dance. <laughs> um but yeah, this is your debut single. And do you know what? Actually, I had that thought as well. Like, as in, oh, is this your debut? Because I was like, I've heard so much of your music. So I was like, really? Yeah. Well, I suppose it's the first one that you've officially released. And yeah. you've-, you've got such a back cackle. back (laughs) catalog of songs before now and like you say any one of them you easily could have released but it just it just didn't I suppose click the right
1: time yeah Yeah. and I didn't have the right people to do it as well you know that kind of way like sometimes um sometimes the further out your branch to kind of yeah get the right people to work on your stuff is yeah kind of the the icing on the cake to go yeah this is the right thing to do this is where I'm going now you know yeah and uh yeah, um, when I was writing this this song, Shine a Light is the name of it. Yeah. Uh, when I was writing that one, that was the second one that I wrote out of like a huge collection of songs that I wrote in 2020.
0: Right. Um,
1: so there might be an album soon, you
0: never know. <laughs> Who knows, watch this face, You're I will right, tell you mate. about it. <laughs> there you go, you've um, got an exclusive, exclusive yeah. on my podcast. <laughs> um.
1: But yeah, this was the second one. So the first one was kind of like, It was kind of like a Sierra or Madonna-y kind Mm -hmm. of vibe. And it was just like fun and bouncy. And I was like, brand, I got the first one out of my system. Mm -hmm. Okay, what shit are you holding? What has been bottling up in you? Let's get that out on paper. And Shine a Light was like five, eight, four pages worth of lyrics, never mind anything else. Yeah. And Shine a Light is about, I went through a horrific experience in April 2019, and uh, i turned to the rape crisis center for help
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, shine a light is about what happened to me and how it affected me and to show that there's a light at the end of the tunnel that there's
0: mm-hmm. people there to talk to if you need them you know that kind of way yeah so uh it's yeah. a powerful song it's a powerful song because i listened to it on monday when you released it and like never heard any of it because obviously Kelly's been doing press and stuff and um, mainly in Ireland so I haven't had a you know like oh they're going to play it first I haven't been able to hear any of that so Monday night when it was released I got to listen and like it it caught my breath like I literally I was listening to it i just finished work and I was just getting the shower and I was like put that on you like it's it's live now and it caught my breath because the intro is so beautiful and soft and singing and stuff. And then you went into the, I suppose, the rap version and it was quite, um, you, like, you were literally just telling a story, but true music yeah. and true rap and true lyrics. And, yeah, it, like, it caught my breath. But in the, I got, I don't mean in the nicest way, because obviously you're talking about such a horrific experience in your life, but, like, I felt everything. I felt every emotion. I felt exactly what you were talking about. And I could... Like I could completely envision every emotion that was there. And I suppose for, for a single, like I can understand why this was the one that you were like, no, this this needs to be what I, this is what I need to release first. Like this is what needs to go out there. Um, and like you say, you're at the same time as releasing it, you're actually fundraising for the Rape Crisis Centre. Um, yeah. And was that part of the reason as well that you decided to be this this single because you could actually help them at the same time?
1: Yeah like when I was going through this um, it's like a mental torment mm. Um, but when I was going through it I was looking like like we were saying how music helps you out with stuff Yeah, I was looking for a song that was going to tell me how I felt because yeah. I didn't know how I felt it was a bundle of emotion a, an overbearing not knowing cluster of feelings and emotions and frustrations and the whole lot mm. and uh, I was looking for Something that was going to tell me how I felt in a song that was going to either make me cry or make me feel better or whatever it was. And I couldn't find it. Mm. The closest that I came to was a song by Lady Gaga. And it wasn't even the lyrics or the song in that that kind of hit me. It was more the video and I didn't like it. Mm. It made me feel worse. Yeah. And um, when I wrote this, it was like, I got everything that I could have gotten up. It was mm-hmm. like word vomit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But a in lyrics. a good way. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like everything from my gut is after coming out here and I feel so much better and I can heal it. Yeah. It was like, you know, when a you weight. relax your shoulders yeah. and it's it's like a whole weight. You probably didn't even realise that.
0: Well, obviously you knew you were going through it, but sometimes when you're going through it and it's, it's your reality and... I suppose you don't know any other way. You don't even realize how much you're carrying it, or how much yeah. it weighed you down. Like until you, like say, you've released it and let it go, then you can sort of be like, "Oh my god, how did I even? How did I even keep going? Or how was I able to go carry on feeling yeah. like this?" Because, like no, you say, like,
1: it's like the flashbacks are just like overpowering and overtaking, and you know if. I don't really want to get into that as such. Of course, if, yeah. If there is anybody going through anything similar to that that is listening to this podcast, go go listen to my song because maybe it might help you out. Yeah. Um, because I know it helps me when I'm feeling like that. I listen to it and go, I was able to write that. I'm able to feel that. Like, I remember talking to one of my mom's friends. Um, she called over to the house when the lockdown lifted here. And um, I never spoke to her before she was one of my mom's friends that she'd go out and meet or whatever and um she opened up to me and she told me what happened to her which was a similar experience to me and um she said that she wasn't able to cope or whatever and i told her about my song now, this is when it was a demo it wasn't right. when it was a full fully produced song and i said i've got a song that i wrote my feelings into can i show it to you and she went yeah of course and she told me how uh, my music has helped her. Um, she follows my pages, and mm-hmm. I was going. I've I've never talked. I to didn't this even woman know. Before. Yeah, like you know, and the fact that she was after saying this about my original songs on my pages, it was like, yeah, oh my god, yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. But um, I knew from the song as well. It could be either triggering mm. or it could be helpful because you have someone that knows how you feel, and mm. it kind of lifts it. And I sat and with my mom and kind of watched her listening to it and without kind of putting pressure on her or anything mm. like that. And she went, Kelly, I feel so much better after hearing that. And I went, oh, thank God. <laughs> I, mm. thought <laughs> I thought I could have went the other way. <laughs> I mean, she went, no, I feel so much better after hearing that. She said, I feel like someone actually understands me. And that's the biggest thing when you're going through something mm. like this. You feel no one understands you. You feel how, hey, why Why do I have to live with it? You
0: yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. like
1: it's something that takes over you altogether. Yeah. But the fact that she was able to say that, it yeah, kind of, it made me go, okay, I think I'm able to release it then. I really? The yeah. That, because-
0: I suppose you were unsure, like you say, because it is such a big message and it is such a big yeah. subject. And like you say, potentially triggering.
1: And when I launched it, I was like, okay oh my god I'm launching my first single but oh my god everybody knows it
0: I know like you know it was yeah like, yeah uh, I you couldn't hide like I can't enjoy
1: it properly you know what I mean yeah because and- I like say
0: it's such an amazing achievement your first debut singles going out you're raising um, money for a charity and a, an association that supported you but yeah. at the same time in doing that you had to lay yourself bare so it's like yeah because big, big, you're like this is amazing but like yeah That's unfortunately exactly it's it is. an experience that I had to that I had to like live through like so it's yeah. it's it's such a, a like a head fuck really isn't it because you're back and forth yeah. between the emotions of it um but I think like the fact that you were able to like say this is your debut single and also raise awareness and raise actually money for yeah for this charity that helped you out so much like yeah unfortunately you're nearly like you had to be the the martyr you had to lay yourself bare but you the positives and all of the good stuff that's going to come from it like it's some way hopefully will feel worth it because you're like I've done so much go-. you were able to turn it into a positive for so many other people and um, yeah which people like say people that you won't even know will will benefit from and will be thankful to yeah, you Yeah, and I've
1: gotten a lot of messages already and I can imagine a couple of days of, like of people kind of Saying the same thing, you know, and it's it's such a happy feeling. Mm. You know, and how was Monday
0: someone. like when you six thirty 6 30 came Monday, so you are releasing it? No,
1: Monday where I went through every emotion under the sun that you can think of. Mm-hmm. Like that morning was a bundle of stress. Yeah. I was like, I don't know why I'm feeling so anxious. I'm feeling so angry nearly. And I was like, Why are you feeling angry? This is the release yeah. of the first single that you're ever gonna do. You're never gonna have this day again. Oh, the first like will that.
0: never be again, yeah. You know what I mean? And
1: my dad came in and he was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know. Leave me alone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just Wait, leave. What? Let me Wait, hide what? away. Yeah. Yeah. So, you imagine you're going to have a big party, but really, you're like, actually, like, I just want to, yeah. I just want to hide.
1: Yeah. Uh, I had my interview on air and that mm. was, that was a, a hard interview, a really hard interview. And I ended up in a full blown panic attack after that. And, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had to come down off that and then I couldn't drive because I had to take medication to come down off the panic attack yeah. and then I went into my mum's and a few of my friends had thrown me a little lunch party so oh. it was like oh you know kind of
0: it was then like it brings it every back.
1: emotion under the yeah. sun you know what I mean and I was panicking because I hadn't heard anything from Spotify and I was like am mm. I gonna is it gonna go up today is it gonna be
0: yeah it's supposed to be yeah yeah oh don't I know even with it went up at the right
1: time and it was
0: like oh and that's the main one isn't it? I suppose like Spotify everyone has Spotify even if you don't have an account you can access it like so yeah as long as that one goes you're like right okay can take a bit of a deep breath now like um like I say it's still very early in this week and that's what I even said to Kelly when I organized it was like if you can do next, because so I was like, when you, when can you fit me in? Because obviously I knew you were doing so much work around it and obviously still doing so much work and now the single release, it's not over because you're doing so much fundraising. Um, yeah. Like what other fundraising are you doing at the moment around other than leech, uh, leeching, other than releasing your single? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm reaching out everyone. Right yeah, now. does it? Just Kelly. Um, just- <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I have a whole lot of people, probably about, I think it's over 30 now that are going to do the lot of bonus ball numbers yeah. for me wow. and um they are they're going great the first ones was launched there the other day and they were sold out like on the three people who were doing it
0: amazing they were sold out
1: on all of them within like an hour and um i've got people doing that every week for the next six weeks yeah so on easter sunday i will be having um monster raffle yeah. And uh, any 10 euro or more donation made to my GoFundMe page yeah. will be put into the draw for the raffle.
0: Right. Okay. And
1: I can't let you know what the prizes are <laughs> yet because just have to make sure that they're finalized first.
0: <laughs> it's don't still don't early. It's a day. few <laughs> weeks away. So it's like a month and a bit away to Easter. Um, yeah. No, that's amazing. Because, like you say, like, I don't know, obviously, the ins and outs. So, say if you didn't decide to do this for charity, would you just you just release it as such and then it would be out there and then you'd obviously promote it and stuff so you've taken yeah. on quite a lot of extra work but obviously yeah. for such an amazing cause and I'm sure obviously the the rape crisis center are so appreciative as well just you they know, are, yeah yeah heard of them and obviously I'm from where you, the same town where you're from but I'd never heard of that specific charity and neither he, had I Ronia, until I needed them like right. until
1: I needed them I, I hadn't heard of them and um like I remember a family member turning around to me and being like, We need to get in touch with the right Crisis Center. And I went, What are they? What, yeah. what is that? And like for such for such a big organization that has such a huge client base. Mm. And when you think about it though, when you're going through it, nobody wants to tell anyone that they're going there. Nobody no, wants to no. share any of their posts. Nobody no. wants to have any connection you're put, you're to them that can say pen.
0: Yeah, you're saying like, essentially like, like like you say went dragon's on the wall yeah like yeah I'm this is where I'm going no one has to ask why because like you say it's quite and like you say it's so scary to to put yourself out there so I suppose like you say to, number one you're raising awareness for them you're also putting their name out there and then you're also raising funds like which takes a lot like I have said already but it takes a lot of balls like just yeah. to just to do that I suppose and um yeah, to be able to do it for them and stuff. Like, I just think it's absolutely amazing. Like, like you could have released your first single and it could have been a different single even and it just would have, you know, it would have been amazing and you would have had all the support. But I think, yeah, I suppose the reason that you chose to do it for charity at the same time was just like, wow, like, talk about taking everything on at the same time, Kelly.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, you know me, I throw myself into yeah. things. I don't do it halfway no, not at all. <laughs> but uh, no, I just felt they got me to a place where I was able to cope and mm. it was my turn to give back to them. Yeah. You know, and I always said from the start, like that's what I wanted to do. Mm. So um, yeah, this is my first one. Definitely. My next one might not be, well, it won't <laughs> well, be. <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> my next one might not be the same genre at all. Yeah, of music, exactly. You know,
0: what is, what is the plan? Do you have, do you know what the next few plans are looking like in regards to releases and stuff like that? What can you tell well, me that's not going to ruin any surprises
1: let me think um i've got producers working on tracks like separately at the minute because we can't do anything with uh, lockdown so yeah. normally i go into the studio for maybe three days four days and have a song produced yeah um fully and at the minute i can't do that so uh I've set them all on my demos and we're kind of in the middle of picking which is the next one to kind of blow up or mm-hmm. next one to put out yeah. or whatever, because it will be very hard to top this one. So do we put the
0: next best one out or do mm-hmm. we, you know, that kind oh, of way. It's not like say all the songs are good, but it's like nearly half to taking of a specific order. Cause it's like, they all yeah, add, have the most really benefits. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I have a load of different genres. i have a little bit of. if you've ever seen kelly giggan you'll know that kelly will (laughs) you couldn't say oh what type of singer is she you'd just be like um all of them yeah exactly (laughs) like what what genre does kelly sing yeah like everything (laughs) just anything and everything yeah which is amazing though and it's not as if you're what would you say you're not just doing it for the sake of it like it genuinely works like it works when you do all the different genres like and they're always like songs that you mightn't have heard for like 20 years or you know yeah then you come <laughs> with a current song or then you'll have a current song but you've rewrote the lyrics like it's it's just so much going on like it's your, oh. like your gigs are amazing and i'm obviously very oh, yeah, excited you for when
1: emotional here giving oh, me little
0: throwbacks I know <laughs> but that's all I have <laughs> at the moment is throwbacks of all the gigs we used to go to and watch you yeah. and it fails and stuff and like they were just so much fun and um and like I say you've grown so much since then so I'm like oh my god imagine what it's gonna be like when you can gig again and it's your own stuff like I'll
1: never stuff forget again. someone sending me a snapchat like I I never I never heard of this person before, and Mm. they sent me a Snapchat at one of my gigs, and like had in quotation marks "Queen of the Mashup."
0: Oh yeah! Oh my God! No way! Yeah, Yeah, Kelly is actually Queen of the Mashup. (laughs) Um, I've always got the one. Is it? Is there? What's the Black Eyed Peas one? Is that the Dublin one? Am I getting the mashed up? Mashed up. No, yeah, 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 that's the right one. Yeah. Uh, Will I Am's This Is Love. I changed the lyrics that I'm in a dub. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's so good. (laughs) So, so good. And I'm just here now reminiscing, just like you say in the beer garden or in McPhail's with like a pint of cider, just life <laughs> okay, is okay, great. Okay, okay. Yeah, life is great. There's no pandemic. There's no worries. Like what? Like, honestly, take me back or like, let's get there again. Like, you know, summer 2021 or whatever, please, like, let's have that stuff happening again. Um, so hey, before... I know, so <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm like... <laughs> There's obviously a postman at the door. He usually pipes up when the postman comes. Oh, um, well, it's cute. <laughs> it's really not, Kelly, please. <laughs> Before we sort of like start to wrap things up in regards to this episode, when when it comes to your songwriting and stuff, because like I say, I do my job majority is creativity. And I suppose even with the podcast and stuff, this podcast was born. Well, it was a tall always, but it was born during the lockdown, the first time um and it was, I suppose a lot of people had a load of creativity and stuff, but I suppose over the last few ones, the creativity or the motivation to do stuff has been massively hindered. Just, I feel like, cause we're not able to immerse ourselves in anything, you know, we're not meeting up with people. We're not going anywhere. We're not seeing new things. All I'm seeing is these four walls and my same like few walks I go on every day. Like it's not inspiring me. Like what do you do when you find you may have got like a bit of a creativity block or when you want to sort of write a song but it's not happening is there anything that you do that really sort of helps that or do you just let it be or um I've
1: learned a lot in the last year
0: Mm.
1: and one thing that I've learned like particularly about myself is to listen to your body Mm. if your body is saying you're tired listen to it and have a sleep yeah if your body is like
0: struggling you get to get outside.
1: out of bed yeah. stay there if you're dying to get outside go outside mm. if you're like do what your body is telling you because
0: it won't that's steer you so important
1: yeah. yeah it's so important it's yeah. so important like if I'm having a bad day if I'm having a bad week linger in that badness because you will feel so much better when you are better because yeah. when you're comparing it to the bad there your good is going to feel so much better than good yeah you know what I mean and yeah it works like it really works like I started doing it probably last summer and listening to my body and listening to what it's saying and listening to what I need to do to kind of fix it and yeah it really it really works if you actually like if you're depressed, be depressed. Mm. If you're happy, be happy. But yeah. remember that it's different and stop and it will be different thinking tomorrow, so far ahead. Yeah.
0: Live yeah. in the moment and it
1: actually works.
0: Like- yeah. And would you yeah. say then, like, if you're feeling like, like, I suppose you write your songs because you love to do it, but if, if you decided, I want to write a song tomorrow and you're just not feeling it, do you just write it off? Do you just give yourself that permission to say, right, today is not today? Like you don't force yourself, yeah. you know, like there's so much stuff that we, I suppose we have to do and it's hard when creativity is your job and you have to like regardless if you're feeling it or not you need to create today and you're like well I can't because it has to well what I do is kind
1: of yeah what I do is kind of like look around and look at other songs and look at different genres Mm. and look at different tv programs that might have get inspiration soundtracks in the background or you know what I mean like Oh, yeah. we always got to go back to disney you know oh my god <laughs> that just puts it's us on a playlist i have
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got the Shock. Playlist on. yeah i know surprise surprise yeah um, no that yeah because i i find like i say like between dancing and even like the podcast or i don't know any i never realized how much stuff actually requires creativity and requires like your motivation and, and not even your motivation your discipline to do stuff because like yeah it's so hard to to sometimes switch it on and I think what you've said is really good it's like I could if I say if I had to I'm not a songwriter but if I had to write a song and you know they're like I don't care how you feel six o'clock tonight you need to send me that song you might write it but it's probably not going to be your favorite one and it's probably not going to come from a place that you feel good about and it's probably not going to be something that you necessarily but you want can to show back to it you can yeah. always go
1: back to it and go. Mm, don't like that first. Let's change that up. True. Uh, yeah. Don't like them lyrics. Let's change them up. In a dance piece, don't yeah. like that. Let's switch let's it. Let's change it up. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And you can yeah, always go a really back good to it. Way of it's at, not yeah. a definitive. You know when you. Yeah, it's finished. not like full stop. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's A
1: little semicolon. That is really <laughs> good. Yeah, that is
0: really really good advice. Right. Right. Well, before we finish up, um, with. I always end with a quote and um, a favorite quote. I don't even have mine yet. So give me two seconds and I'll think of one. I just love quotes. So they're just like, like Disney songs. They're just constantly in my head in the background. <laughs> Do you have a quote, Kelly, that like means anything to you or a favorite quote, or it doesn't even need to be about this topic. Um, but yeah, a quote, I suppose, that resonates with you that you really, really like.
1: Well, I um, think I gave you one earlier with you my did, wrist yeah. tattoo where words fail music speaks
0: where did that come Uh, from actually that would definitely
1: be my favorite uh so i was (laughs) this is actually a funny story i think i was 18 and i brought my brother over for trials in birmingham yeah and uh i ended up going yep i want a tattoo and uh went down to a place called the blue banana
0: like, what, in I Birmingham? Known
1: better. yeah <laughs> i should have known better than going to a place called the blue banana and they uh they were like what do you want tattooed and i was like i don't know give me a minute and i looked up on my phone i was like fancy music quotes something yeah. that means something to you something like this and yeah. it popped up and i was like there we go that's it my words fail oh, music pop it <laughs> on me four minutes later finished i was like okay that was not worth it
0: oh my god now i know yeah minimum like no <laughs> well it is a good like I, I don't think i've ever heard that quote and if i have i haven't thought about it you know what i mean it hasn't sank in um yeah but yeah where words fail music speaks i think and i think sometimes like you say you in your experiences with songwriting and stuff, you probably couldn't articulate what you wanted to say. And you're like, right, hold a second. I'm going to sing it to you. I'm going to perform it for you. Yeah. And you've, you've told the whole <laughs> story. Oh. Yeah, you've, this is my whole story. And I just couldn't say it. And even though it's words and lyrics, it's just, I suppose it's different energy, isn't it? And so it is spot yeah. on from everything that you've spoken about that, like getting that message and and even for your for your own self, just getting it out of your head and putting it down yeah. on a piece of paper and and. it on It's
1: definitely healing in it, yeah
0: yeah for sure and there's healing and listening to it so I can only imagine how much more powerful it is to actually be the person to create it and write it and produce it and all of that good stuff what's my quote hmm I don't have a quote this week you
1: definitely do come on think harder
0: I've used so many that I'm like afraid I'm going to start going backwards I'm going to have to like re-listen to season one write down the quotes <laughs> and then like not make sure I don't write them again do you know what one I'll go with because this week This week I've felt good because obviously we've had news of our lockdown restrictions and stuff and I suppose it will be just tomorrow's a new day. I might have said this one last week, actually, I can't remember. If I did, (laughs) I really like this quote at the moment. But yeah, tomorrow's a new day because I think with everything going on and as hard as it is, the one thing that we can focus on to make us feel any which way better is the fact that tomorrow is it going to be a new start you know fresh start and if it's not feeling good today hopefully it will tomorrow if it doesn't feel good tomorrow hopefully the day after but just always remembering I suppose that there's a new day coming and things will get better and yeah yeah, I think you mine. definitely
1: used that one before did I, <laughs> I remember well I'm using it again that. and I probably used it last week <laughs> so I'm
0: using it three times so there you go you can I We've hope that another
1: one-, one there as well what is it okay see that I got that put on my wall
0: music it's It's not what I do it's who I am yes
1: I love that one
0: so you're gonna get that that tattooed as well yeah
1: no that was a wallet
0: (laughs) (laughs) not as permanent not as on me forever
1: yeah
0: um Kelly before we finish up thank you so so much for talking to me for opening up for sharing your experiences for just sharing yourself really um i think everything that you're doing and everything that you've done is so inspiring and it's going to help so many people um so i feel honored that you've come on and shared it on my podcast so that i can share your story as well with people who follow follow this um so best of luck with the continued fundraising and obviously the release of your single best of luck for the next few songs that come out Um, and for anyone or for everyone i suppose who's listening now and really really wants to get on board and behind you and support you where can people find you how how can they get involved with sort of following on on your journey um so i've got
1: my music page on instagram and facebook it's at kelly mccardles music on uh instagram and kelly Mac music on facebook i'll put it Um, all in the notes as well Yeah, if they want to follow for fundraising for new songs, Mm. whatever you want, yeah, and uh, you can look up uh, Shine a Light by Kelly McArdle. Kelly is K E L L E Y, -Y, yes, and E Y (laughs) Kelly McArdle on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, YouTube, Shazam, whatever, (laughs) (laughs) interest everywhere, all of the main places. Amazing. uh, I would yeah. be grateful for any support I can get.
0: For sure. Most definitely before, as soon as you finish listening to this podcast, go straight on to whoever you listen to your music and listen to the song um, because it is really, really special and it's come from a really amazing person and I just know that everyone's going to love it as well. So thank you so, so much, Kelly. And I cannot wait. Hopefully we can catch up again soon, but I've really, really enjoyed talking to you.
1: Absolutely. Thanks so much, Granny. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening guys and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would honestly mean the world if you would leave a review. I would genuinely appreciate that. And if you're liking what you're hearing, please hit the subscribe button so you get notified of any future episodes. Thanks again guys and I'll hopefully see you back here soon. Lots of love, G.